Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ask people gonna find me. Cause I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit. You know. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back, drop down, say bah. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did travel some humongous ways. Oh, that looks good, Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell. Sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro-dosing. Simi. Yeah. And I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Tracks magazine, Waves magazine, Vaughn. Deadly Vaughn. Welcome to the program. G'day, Smoothie. Good to be back, brother. Yes, good to have you here. Uh, we're recording this deep in the midst of the spring sting. It's November here on the East Coast and there's nothing but Norvalies, rank mm. Norvalies, brown water full of that weird cornflake seaweed, mm. blue bottles, jellyfish, sharks, dead whales. It's an absolute clusterfuck and I, for one, Vaughn, am staying well clear of the ocean. <laughs> Not me, Smivy. I've been out there, mate. I've been loving it, actually. Uh, getting uh, the, the dome soaked every now and again. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's been a few little shories around and, and kind of been enjoying the one-footers. I uh, saw Dane Reynolds' little clip that he dropped in the absolute garbage over there in the States, and it got me all psyched up. Even this morning I was body surfing and I, I was looking at these little shorey ramps thinking of Mason Ho going, what would he be doing out here? Mm. Get me pretty pumped up. But, yeah, it's pretty lackluster for real waves, mm. isn't it? You're right, though. There's nothing more satisfying than correctly reading the contours on a one-foot piece of gibberish, isn't it? It's quite it's weirdly satisfying, isn't it? Finding a weird little kind of chip shot into oh, it. Oh, little, little moments. That little, that little moment rolling down that little weird lump in it and getting a bonus section and yeah, stepping and you, off on the dry sand. Little, if you hit that little, like, uh, if you get a little wedge or just one little section, you really hammer it. Jeez, you can throw a fair bit of fucking spray around on, mm. a, on a turn like that on a one-foot shory. Mm, it mm. is satisfying. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think, thanks, for, uh, Dane and, and Mason, for inspiring us. Mm. Mm. It's good when the surf shit. Taj Burrow, he's another one who just froths in absolute slop. Mm. Uh, most goofies, most goofy footers will, will look at a lineup and find a left in anything. I don't, I don't know. They seem to have it better than the uh, regular footers in terms of just being able to be inspired when it's absolute garbage. There's always a left somewhere, Smivy. Always. <laughs> well said. Can't. Finger buns are just sitting in a room. They're sweet and sticky and absolutely delicious. Finger buns, finger buns. Feed your face in your finger buns. Number five. The World Tour, would you believe, Vaughn, starts December 
a pipeline. Ha <laughs> ha, you kidding me? Oh, about time. About time. I'm starting to feel the fizz, Smithy. The glands are working overtime, mate. I'm ready to see some heat. I want to see the World Tour back in. Oh, sorry, I misspoke slightly there. The women's actually begins at December 4th. Yeah. Conaloo Bay there. So and game on. So it's on. It's only a few more sleeps for I uh, can't wait. I cannot wait to just live vicariously through someone else's surfing joy on uh, long period ground swells elsewhere on the planet. <laughs> or we suffer. I mean, I mean, you know, life is suffering, mm. Vaughan. There's always a bit of suffering, isn't there? And you just kind of grit your teeth and look for the positivity in every scenario, whether it be a one foot jellyfish in uh, blue bottle ridden shorey or long period. Groundswells yeah, on man. the other side of the planet. There's always a, a positive note somewhere. I think it's. I, th- I think it's just going to be unreal because I think we've got a few Hawaiian events coming up over uh, summer. So traditionally, we're sort of starved for sport in Australia. I mean, we got cricket. We love cricket. I mm. love cricket. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of cricket. Uh, and I guess uh, there's people into the um, NFL and the basketball. It's a pretty big time for that stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't over it. I don't, yeah, I'm not not huge on it, but uh, plenty of people are. But uh, just to have some some you know. Consistent surfing action. Uh, Sunset Beach on the agenda. Oh, are you kidding oh, me? Frothing on that. Frothing. I uh, love Sunset Beach. It's mate. a sick wave. It's a welcome return to CT level surfing. I think it's been like 10 years or something mm. since we've had that big open ocean. And the women back on the wave. North Shore as well. So that's huge. Huge. I'm, I'm just, it's just uh, such an exciting thing to have. Um, uh, a proper Hawaiian season coming up, but sunset back on the agenda. I reckon it's all time, man. Some of my favourite ever events when I was a Groms, maybe uh, Gary Elkton, the Kong, the animal out there, uh, you know, taking out three events in a row or something silly like that. The Swelling and Queen, Jodie Cooper, she just dominated sunset. She was so powerful out there. Uh, Pambo, uh, another sunset performer and, and little naughty Pauls. Did well oh, out there, and it's just been too finest. long. It's been mm. too long since mm. we've seen the women out there. I mean, how bad do you want to see Steph Gilmore on a potentially like a 15 to 18 foot west peak, you know, wow. just fading wow. back, dropping the big BK bottom turn and just doing a fucking huge high line, mate. Wow, the loins fizzle at the thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then you've got uh, you, like Carissa Moore, obviously uh, her style of surfing really suits big open ocean faces. Uh, but on the men's side, man, it throws a big spanner into that early, uh, you know, race for points. Because mm. this year, uh, both tours surfing for that top five finish, not mm. just for the world title. So, I mean, Geordie Smith must be licking his lips. His, his pipe game has improved out of, out of sight. And Sunset Beach, mate, I think White Chockey might not melt this year. Mm, I'm, putting interesting. I'm putting it out there, Smithy. Bold words, Vaughn. Bold words. What do you think? I mean, like, you know, Sunset, who's, who's it going to – I mean, Jack Robbo is, as far as rookies go, you've got to see him top five leaving Hawaii. Oh, you have to think so. I he's, mean, he's the he's, best surfer at Sunset and one of the best at Pipeline already. He's on another level at Sunset. His read during the final uh, last year mm. was just mesmeric. I don't think anyone surfed it better in the history of the wave, surely. No. No, it was, it was And our little Jacko, our little wacko Jacko Robbo, <laughs> the Vortex Shaman Yaman, just oh, reading mate. it like a braille. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the corn-washing guru just out there rinsing it into another realm, an astral realm, mate. And, uh, yeah, obviously a pipe and backdoor. I mean, just in any kind of 
wave of mortal coincidence mm. is pretty much untouchable. So, but yeah, you, leaving you see Hawaii. him leaving Hawaii top five has to be right. I mean, yeah. anything less than that, he'd be he'd be fuming at himself. Mm. Mm. And, which, uh, which is unusual for a rookie to be entering the the year saying, okay, first two events, I'm either finals, semis, or quarters at worst. Mm. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. Who else is it's a re- playing in for you, just just quickly, because this is a, you know, sunset. I, I just love the idea of it being there. It's been an Achilles heel for Slater. Um, I, you thought at first that the year was looking good for him, but you know, anything could happen. I mean, Pipeline is a pet wave, but Sunset has never been uh, a kind to him. Mm, why do you think that is? Um, I was reading a story, I think it was on Beach Grit, Steve Shearer's uh, overview of, of sort of like his disappointment at, at the final series being announced for Trestles. Um, just because of the, uh, you know, the, the, the weight of, uh, you know, the wave itself isn't huge. Uh, it, it doesn't sort of carry that emotional slash challenge Physical challenge. Yeah, that, that I mean, when does. it all boils down to it, especially guy, a guy like the goat, he's really just in it to get coned, isn't yeah. he? Most of the time, yeah. like if they're, and it kind of is like that equation on the North Shore there. Um, you know, you kind of sweating on pipeline, and you guys like Slater probably aren't even making the trip up to check Sunset that often. They're just sweating on monstro mm. cylindrical cones. Well, he, he loves. Uh, he surfs. A lot, does a lot of free surfing, Halley Eva, and rips the fucking mm. can out of that it's joint. True. But I, 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 just you just don't see or hear much. I mean, surely now that it's back on the agenda, he, he'd be eyeballing it seriously, wouldn't he? Yeah, that, that's how he works. I mean, people have the such challenges a, there. Yeah, I, people have such a love hate relationship with that wave sunset. It's uh, you know, to my mind, it looks obscenely treacherous, hard to read. Um, just, a, you know, you can have such frustrating surfs out there. You just get a bunch of waves on the head um, and not even find yourself with a good section of mm. return on. Uh, but then you hear guys like Elko talk about it, uh, which was one of the highlights of the Parker, Ain't yeah. That Swell live journey is just hearing him break down Sunset. Uh, but, yeah, you know, some guys become a student of the game out there and absolutely live for it. Obviously, the goat's not one of those people. But uh, I'll tell you what. I think I was, I was down at uh, Will Weber's Shaping Bay there in Ngowie yesterday at Yamba. Um, and Morgborgs. Oh, Swell, the Ain't Morg. that Swell's very own. The, the, the mascot. Swelly and mascot. Had his breakout performance there. So um, it couldn't be happier, you know, starting the, the season at sunset for the Morgborg. Oh, that's great news. Morgan yeah, um, there's definitely a crew who this is going to favour. Um, the goofs, I think, are going to be pushing, finding it tricky out there. It's a hard wave to surf backside, well, surely. Idolo Ferreira, I mean... Uh, it's so clampy. It's it's not mm. something you can just read and, and find a good line through. I mean, you're often dealing with chandeliers and, and a big sort of slabby... Uh, pinch on the end. Mm. Um, awkward awkward backside my... floats on like an eight-foot clampy section. Fuck. Mm. Yeah, we well, saw I Medina mean... stick one of the all-time backside floats out there. Um, and, I mean, that that just seemed like superhuman surfing. That's like one of the craziest mm. manoeuvres I've I ever seen Corey in professional Lopez. surfing. He, he did a, a similar one years and years ago, a monster inside bowl float and uh, just – you know, what are you thinking when you're on the roof of that thing? Oh, my Looking Lord. down, going, all right, I'm going to fucking stomp this. And like, that water is so hard packed. That's Hawaiian, oh, you know, 18-second period ocean. Ugh. You time that wrong, you're, you're going in with busted bones. Mate. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the most treacherous maneuver in surfing, mm. like the big float. I mean, so many knees and ankles get blown out doing it. And if that's the kind of surfing that's, 
you know, you got to put up in order to get a result backside, like you're not liking their chances. Nah, really. nah, I'm just trying to think who the last goof was who won out there. Is it uh, Mike Ramelsi back in the fucking Mounties? Wow, good recall. Seven? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, look, I think the goofs, um, you know, there's probably very few waves where you go, oh, it's going to be tough for them. I mean, the box, you know, whenever things head over the box, you kind of, you ride them off a little bit, even though we have seen pretty amazing rides, Italo and Owen come to mind. Uh, just consistently doing that time and again when you've mm. got a Jack Robbo in your heat or something mm. like that, it's going to be tough, man. So uh, interesting story, you know, uh, uh, the fresh waves on tour, uh, even though we have seen them on tour before, Steam Elaine, another one in there, like a Geordie Smith special. These waves, man, they're, they're Sunset and Steam Elaine and Bells, for example. It just, it looks good for the Geords. Mm. You know, um, yeah. Oh, wow, you're really pretty... leaning heavy on white chocolate. This is uh, I just think it's bold predictions best... from Vaughan Corn Deadly. A best white chocolate in years. maiden world title in 2021. Ben, I'm riding the smithy, mate. I'm riding the smithy. The, truncate, <laughs> the truncated season finishing up at four-foot trestles. It really plays right into the hands of white chocolate. I mean, I think a, a lot of the time his, his world title charges come unstuck in the heavy juice of Hawaii. So now he gets to finish... You know, finish the season at uh, something that's more in his ballpark. Mm. So, yeah, I guess it is kind of all leaning towards a maiden world title yeah. for the White Chocolate. And, and just on the Trestles thing, uh, I think we, we did touch on it last step, Smithy, but, um, yeah, Lakey Peak, uh, I was hoping for Lakey Peak, but uh, we knew it was going to be Trestles. And um, it, it, it with all these new things on tour, all it really comes down to is that top five. And you're expecting Gabe, Phil, and Italo to be there, right? I mean, mm. it's going to take some sort of huge, disastrous year from those three guys to not be there. Um, so, you know, guys like uh, Chloe and, and Jordy, the, the sort of like perennial underachievers, they have got to make it count. They've got mm. to put themselves in the frame because if they get there, uh, you would imagine Kolohe, for example, have an unprecedented hometown advantage uh, in terms of just energy backing him on the beach and that sort of thing. Oh, there'd so, be hordes of energy drink, quaffing maniacs just oh, yawdling yeah. coffee from cups, the cobblestones just there. Those oversized coffee cups. Two litres of bean straight liquor, just, just fizzing. Down there goes, oh, Chloe, come on, brother. Make American surfing great again, Chloe. <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, it's building up for a great year. Like a year that we haven't seen in a long time. And uh, I'm pumped, mate. I'm also predicting this year, I think, um, considering the little break we've had from tour, I think on the uh, women's side of things, I think Lakey and Courtney are going to be deadly. They're, they're just going to come out firing so hard. I mean, we know how competitively aggressive they are. Mm. And that it's, it's time. You know, mm. the grommets like Caroline have actually – superseded those two in the last year. Mm. And um, I, I think they're going to they're gonna come out and just really have a flaming ember up the corn ready to just rip the top off a cup, <laughs> top off a couple. It's true, mate. It's true. And like that, that um, incentive of having a Californian, uh, you know, final series for, mm. for, for both those women is, is huge. Mm. Pretty huge. Pretty, pretty awesome. Awesome announcements from the Wuzzle. Mm. Frothing on that. Yeah. Wow. Can't wait to see the women's draw. Tyler Wright just going from strength to strength. 
Oh, I can see a golden age of Australian surfing just on the horizon, mm. Born, There's a golden dawn, so to speak, of Australian surfing. I can feel it. It's coming. We're coming back. Mm. Oh, one other thing I was just going to mention about Trestle Smithy is just the, the, the list of winners there is, is so uh, – it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, guys, get up there. Phil Macker made a final there. Richie Lovett won it. Luke Egan won it. Guys who you don't always just sort of like look at the, the wave or the conditions and go, oh, okay, well – He's a, he's a dead cert there. So, you know, like a, a, that sort of plays again to the, the lower seed, sort of like getting to that last day and just letting it all hang out, mm. not really feeling the pressure and getting through the draws there. Mm. So, Smithy, um, let's, let's go through the tour. Take us through it, mate. What's it looking like in uh, 2021? All right. So uh, the women's kicks off at Honolulu Bay, uh, the waiting period December 4th to 15th. Uh, the Pipe Masters presented by Hydro Flask. Uh, the men's kicking off December 8th, and that's a 12-day waiting period. So I guess that means, yeah, it's not kicking off December 21. That's when a champion will be crowned, the latest. January 19th, CT returns to sunset for the first time since 2003. For the men, that's, uh, fuck, that's 17 years. That is a long mm, time. Too uh, long. And 2010 for the women. So, uh, yeah, and obviously we've got all this COVID mania. Uh, so the tour is going to be stuck in the States and they'll go from Hawaii to Santa Cruz for the Steamer Lane event, February 2nd to February 12th. And from there, there's a six-week break, uh, which gives all the tour time to reconvene in Australia, get their two-week quarantine out of the way which they got to pay from pay for the for themselves mm. uh which is yeah pretty wild isn't it i mean uh just wild times i guess for some of those lower end guys on the tour it's not a cheap exercise that hotel quarantine stuff in australia australia's not a cheap country mm. um so a bit of a sting uh and then instead of starting at snapper then bells then wa the australian leg will go bells west oz Snapper and will run from early April through mid-May. Jeez, it's a busy start of the year, isn't it? I mean, this is part of the new tour, cramming it all into into nine months instead of spreading it out over 12, right? Yeah. Is this enforced by the pandemic, though? Uh, I, I think it's... Is it in, always going to look this way? Well, I think that's in line with keeping the tour separate from the Challenger Series and, and the regional QS tours that are happening because they really don't want those tours overlapping. Uh, that's part of the new strategy is to, is to give... The tour guys, nothing but focus on the tour. Mm. So every single surfer on it is surfing for the world title or the top 10 or whatever their goals are. No one's surfing and going, okay, well, I've got to hit the QS now and, and start thinking about requalification. It's like it's all or nothing on mm. tour, which is great. So, yeah, so it's just interesting. It's, it's great to see so much action just like one after the other squeezed in. And, and I just realized that, um, yeah, that quarantine thing, that's not going to happen for a while. That won't happen anywhere near Christmas. Everyone's just off and running. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, the WSL had to pull all kinds of strings, Vaughan, to get this uh, travelling circus up and running. I mean, it's, it's a crazy thing. Like, you look at most sporting events around the world, and, and generally they're National League kind of, uh, you know, circuits or competitions that run within the country. I mean, it's such an audacious uh, – like tour, really, mm. to run in all these exotic places around the globe. I don't know where the F1's at, but uh, that's the only one I can kind of think of off the top uh, of my head. Yeah, I think uh, the, the other one I was thinking of was uh, 
well, golf and um, golf and tennis. They're kind of like they're, – they're trying to get their tours up and running yeah. you know, through all the different regions. Tennis well. has kind of managed to get there mm. a bit earlier than most. Uh, Half of them got COVID though. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because of Novak. Come on, you Novak. <laughs> Fucking hell, Djokovic. Come on, mate. Pull your head in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the WSL pulled some strings. They, they pulled no punches, mm. really. They went to the absolute top levels of governance – um, and here's what Eric the Eel, a.k.a. Eric Logan, the a.k.a. ELO. ELO, had to tell Stab Magazine about getting the tour back on. Um, We're thinking about the tour's legs, trying to minimise the amount of logistics that we have moving the tour through a bunch of different countries. Our first leg that we've announced, we were able to do that through the extraordinary work of the mayor's offices on Oahu and Maui, and the conversations we've had with parks and rec, environmental departments, even the White House now to ensure that our protocols are up to code. The White House, Vaughan. Whoa. In the midst of the American riots, the presidential election, the war in Yemen, our Eric, (laughs) our ELO, Eric the Eel, commands that much respect. He can walk straight into President Trump's situation room, brush aside his security detail, and demand a meeting. (laughs) You're Trump, you fat cunt. We've got a world tour to run. What are you going to do about it? I think was uh, the direct quote. So, uh, yeah, you had to say this. We've effectively put in a six-week break before we get to Australia in early April, which allows us to deal with the current 14-day quarantine to get into Australia. Once we get the tour and athletes in, we'll start at Bells, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, just incredible, isn't it? The WSL. The power. The power, the The passion. Mm, Yeah, no no denying it. I think uh, the ELO has done a wonderful job there to get in the the Oval Office and... And lay down the law mm. to the fucking, the orange-headed Ex-leader. Mm. Yeah. What a fucking... Remarkable. I mean, pro I surfing hasn't had this much clout since, uh, I don't know, I guess since Rabbit's failed bid to run for the seat of Burley in, in Queensland. He went no, close, though, didn't he? Did he? Oh, yeah. He, he, that, that was a lot closer than people uh, initially thought it would be, and he, he did a, a marvellous job. Mm. Yeah, well played, Rabsy, yeah. rabbity do, but yeah, amazing, eh? The White House, wow, surfers in the White House. What do you think he wore to that White House meeting? Uh, oh, Hurley hat, uh, per- Okanui board shorts Okanui and a Hawaiian boardies. shirt. Yeah, for sure, mate. Puka shell necklace. Puka shell necklace. Had for to have sure. that on. Has to. Yeah, and a uh, whopping giant uh, liter and a half of Monster Energy drink. I'd imagine. Hundred percent. I'm sure him and Trump clinked Monster Energy cans. As they sealed this deal. He's a teetotaler, isn't he? Trump, Trump? doesn't drink. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Oh, fuck, that's what's wrong with you. Mm. West Oz Madman Jacob Wilcox drops drops the 9,000th fucked up edit to come out of West Oz this year. Are you kidding me? Mate, ground control to Major Cone. What a fucking maniac. <laughs> And uh, you know what, Smivy, I'm going to, uh, before we get into this, I'm going to drop a little clip in here because I recently spoke to Dave McCauley who was up there during this uh, amazing run that they had up north over the past winter and um, he watched uh, Wilcox, uh, Chippo, is that his nickname? Jacob. 
Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think they call him Chippo or something yeah. like that. Um, they watched him and uh, Jack Robbo go at it toe-to-toe. Wow. Like toe-to-toe slugfest mano, at Turbies. Oh, mano. And, man, he said it was uh, incredible. So let's have a, take a little soundbite here of, from uh, Dave McCauley, one of the all-time WA greats, a, uh, a Masters world champ, a gamote alongside our very own Robbie Bobby Bain. And uh, this is what he had to say about some of the sessions he saw with Jacob Wilcox up at Ganalu. People always sort of like they know that Toomey's is scary. They know that on its you know on its big heaviest days, it's it's um, genuinely you know a life taker. Um, well, can you take us through a big one from start to finish, sort of over the step and the whole thing? Well, I don't really get the big ones myself, but uh... <laughs> you must have had one or two over the years, though. Oh, not, oh, yeah, back in the early 2000s, I had a bit more of a dick, but um, I used my line-up and then, you know, and then it's, uh, you know, kicking the way that you think, yep, this one looks looks good. I think I can get down it. Mate, it's so much about the positioning, you know, like um, it's really hard to pick. Uh, I find it hard how far out, you know, am I on the right spot on the, on the reef? Yeah. Uh, because I use my line-up for the you know, um, north-south sort of thing, but the, the distance out is hard and you just... But I've heard Chokes is sort of like, don't paddle out, you know, and Toomey's is a bit like that. Mm. If you paddle out, you, you've gone, you've probably gone too far out, unless you were a bit far in on the reef, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know Normally exactly Normally you've got you to sit under it a bit um, and then um, and then you got to sort of, yeah, like paddle down it a bit and then... And then make the drop and just pull up right under the lip. But as you go in, because it's you're backdooring this thing, it, it's a pretty weird looking thing. And in fact, what Bronte was doing oh, early in the year was like going where she should have like pulled up into it. She was like jumping off, you know, going, oh, oh you can't make that. Mm. But you have to, you have to sort of trust the wave. You know what I mean? As in, it looks really weird where you where you. Uh, come in from behind it, and you have to trust the wave and go. Yeah, it's gonna um, look. It looks weird, but it's gonna open out. You know what I mean? And it does. It initially it can be a bit tight initially, and then it just opens out while you're in it. And um, yeah, and then sometimes there's a, a bit of a step, and you might have to, um, you know, kind of ride around it or over it. And I actually did my medial ligament at the end of that five week trip because I. Um, I tried to ride over this. The step was a bit pronounced, and then I tried to ride over it and just buckled my knee in the barrel. So mm. um, that was the end of the trip, which luckily for me, it happened right at the end and not at the start. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah cause God, that's madness, though. Like riding over the step in the pit, that's just <laughs> – that's, yeah. that's a lot for your senses to take in, you know what I mean? It is. I, I mean, I normally if, – if, if the step sort of comes up like that, I would – generally just try to sort of go down around it and up again sort mm. of thing. Um, but, you know, it's all instinctive sort of stuff, I suppose. But, uh, I mean, um, you know, it's a, yeah, my attempt at bunny hop over the step didn't work. <laughs> I, got, I got smoked. And, then, and in fact, um, earlier in that trip, that five-week trip near the start, I, and I wear a helmet, a gap hat, and um, I, uh, there's a spot, I don't know, it seems like if you go along inside the barrel for a while and then wipe out. There must be a bit of reef there that, that cut shallower than the rest of it, which is pretty shallow anyway. Mm. Uh, yeah, I whacked the back of my head or back of the helmet and I thought I'd hit my head under the helmet. I was like, oh, 
no, I bloody cut my head with a helmet on, you know. And I paddled out and pulled the helmet off and sort of put my hand where I'd hit it. And I just hit my head right at the very bottom of the gaff hat and split it about three inches long up the sort of like vertically on a bit of an angle up the helmet. So, you know, that, that might have just, that definitely saved the, the gaff hat. Saved wow, you know, like a pretty bad spot to hit your Nothing head. Nothing gaff can't do, mate. Nothing gaff can't do. It's, it's the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, so then I, um, I gaffer, I gaffer taped up the split and then it was a gaff hat after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gaffer, a gaffer gaff. Gaffer hat, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you know what they say. Um, if you can't fix it with gaffer tape, then you're not using enough gaffer tape. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, just to keep going with that. Um, yeah. Describing the wave thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, positioning and making the drop, and then getting, you know, backdooring that section and going through that, and then once, you know. Then hopefully everything's all right after that. You get that barrel come out and then you've got to uh, yeah, come out and fade normally. So come out of the barrel and just turn out towards the beach and then turn back and wash off most or all of your speed. And, um, it can feel like, you know, as you're going into that with no speed, you're like, oh, shit, you know, this wave just catches up and the whole thing throws over you. And you. But I normally, a lot of the time, I'll, oh, I didn't. I didn't fade enough, you know, like I didn't get very deep. Or, but then sometimes you do it just right and it's unreal. Mm. Get another barrel and then chip over that. They'll, they'll go for three and even four sometimes, but it's mainly the two main, you know, first and second bubble barrels. Let's just break it down because, I mean, you've, you've been up there, as you say, 23 years straight. Um, you know, you would have seen big days and guys charging it. Like where does Jack Robbo fit into the pantheon of, of – uh, Nalu greats these days. Oh well, he's at the top, really. Him and him and Chippo, Jacob Wilcox, yeah, uh, amazing to watch. Like, and you know, you, you kind of couldn't, I couldn't really split those two. That equally is incredible. You know, like uh, there was one day there at the end of that big trip I had um, the Saturday where uh, they were really pushing each other. You know, they were both getting sick eggs, and then. And then Chippo paddled up to centres where you can, you know, which is the wave uh, a little bit further up the point, mm-hmm. sort of like going to, um, uh, what do you call it, not cons, um, the ledge or something. Or, you know, if you were, you know, just a little bit, it runs into Toomey's, but it kind of closes, it kind of shuts down between um, centres and Toomey's at the yeah. end of centres. So you can get a barrel and come out and kick out or come out and sort of straighten out or... Run the gauntlet. What Camel and that do, as you've seen, and that man has done it a fair bit, um, yeah. is try to pick the wave where you can actually make it through. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, so Chippo paddled up there and got this sick one through from uh, centre. has got barreled, come out, went into the next section, got heaps of speed, which you got to do. And then he washed his speed off, which is like, what is washing speed off on that, you know? <laughs> And got this sick barrel, came out, and then next thing, Jack's paddled up there straight away, got this sick one, come out, went back into it again. You're like, oh, no, oh, I don't know if he's going to come out. Boom, comes out, and, you know, kind of almost sort of like better what Chippo had just done. But, yeah, that was, 
they were really pushing each other and it was a real show, you know, to watch. I'd, that was when I'd done my knee and I'd sit in there just watching these guys go go to town. It was, it was awesome. So what about that, mate? Oh, just words of wisdom from the Southie stalwart, the former World Tour legend, D-Mac Macaulay. Mm. Yeah, uh, a two-time number three in the world at the end of the year ratings. Uh, challenge for that world title a few times. And it's massive. Mate, I just, I just freak on guys like Jacob Wilcox, you know. Like, he's just got world tour competitor written all over him. I think we've talked about that before. But just the fucking level of just bravado, mate. Like, the, the some of the orbs he's pulling into, the slabs there are just so thick. That last one is cartoonish. It's beyond... It's beyond heavy, that, that thing that folds over and he's just oh. like in the spot. So deep. So wild. Mm. Yeah, we're talking about it. Just that movement of underground slab fiends in Australia, it is on another level. Yeah. The shit that's coming out of this continent at the moment is just perplexing. It's, it's so crazy to see where bow riding's gone, you know, since the days of MP, uh, you know, kind of getting, you know, pretty deep at Kira and, mm. you know, morning of the earth, that kind of era of tube riding to what it is now. It's like, it's, I don't think anyone could see, see it ending up where it is today. It's just nah. off its teeth. And then just like, <laughs> it is off its teeth. Um, yeah, I, I think that what blew me away too is, uh, just he's got a you know in between all these just major major fucking you know like fabric tearing orbs is uh, all these really fucking sick lofty punts. It's oh. just a, it's such a well rounded game. And when you when you backside see it, rotations and are just really the, the clean front side punts, mate. Like yeah. the best, how tight they are in the pocket. He's got so much um, Owen Wright about yeah, him. Yeah, I was uh, going to say just physically, mm. um, not not completely in the same style, uh, style zone, but. Just having that extra range, you know, just being able to pull those giant, like a longer board through the wave face, and mm. and uh, but then pulling it super tight, it's it's an awesome thing to see. And uh, yeah, I think Jacob Wilcox deserves the fucking Swellian Team of the Week award. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the captain. He's the team captain. Oh, the front side rail game, I guess, on that building swell at Toomey's was just on another level. He's feeling it so hard mm. that he's kind of reading bits of the wave that haven't even formed yet, Vaughn. Yeah. It's Natural. Yeah, and just making like uh, like clearly one of the most treacherous bits of reef in this whole country. In terms, like, you've heard every single surfer who's ever been up there feel completely at the mercy of the joint at times, and he's just comp- he's, the read on it is flawless. Mm. It, the line is just so perfectly done, and those water angles where you can really see the bottom drop out of it. And where he puts his board is just fucking phenomenal. I mean, that that closer cone at, at Toomey's has got to be one of the best ever. How, I can't think – I mean, I love watching that wave. I've consumed so much footage of it. I've got like a, a vicarious interest in it because I'll never surf it. I've mm. got no interest in surfing a joint like that. And uh, I don't think – there's been a wave of that mortal conequence. I mean, <laughs> the chandelier he has to go around at the start and then just pull up and inside of that thing, and it just goes so square and just the ledge inside the pit, he navigates that and the blowout. It's got a Mate. second psycho chamber section on it. The whole thing's just well, fucking just like, loose. It's, it, it's loose. A, yeah. Hitting. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, somewhere the, the greats from up that region, the camels, the ant-mans, uh, you know, in more recent years, the Jay Davies, uh, even Chuni Manners is a huge one out there the other year. Jeez, they, they, it's, a, it's a tribe of just fucking hellish, heathen beast men, isn't it? Mm. 
Mm. Mm. The new normal, the, the normal of the West Australian surfer is just blown out to yeah. uh, Got to give props to a couple of the backside barrel riding efforts in that clip too. Like there's a crazy one in the box, uh, super deep, just falls into the trough and then just buries his whole body in a stall. Yeah. Like just like so crazy, so tech. The, uh, the fig jam to just drop anchor in the guts of a – Bone dry, shallow fucking orb like that is uh it's just crazy. Yeah, like, it's a different so tech. Did you notice that like the the whole sliding your body down the face thing's just not possible at those waves? Like you've you've gotta commit, you've almost gotta paddle your fucking ring out just to get like enough speed so that you're not completely airdropping. But you can't slow yourself down in the wave face either because it's it's jacking too fast. So it's all about getting to the bottom and just dealing with the G-forces that you need to stand bolt upright. It's fucking – it's technique. It's crazy. Throwing well, yourself I, I head think, first. I didn't think we could see backside tube riding evolve further than that, like, no paddle dropping in under the lip thing mm. that, that, you know, John, John and Andy – and well, we've talked about it fucking ad nauseum on this potty, but, but what he's doing at the – there's one fucking monster right. I don't know where it is. It's got sort of rocks in the foreground. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just fucking off tap. Huge. Just a huge, yeah. tall round, you know, we're talking and 10 just to like 12 even, foot. To even straightening out, like trying to get out of that thing, I thought surely he's just he's, he's committed into the fucking, into the closet here. Oh, it's crazy. Great yeah. effort. That's, that's, that's one of the best. Cl- I mean, we've been spoiled. You know, rotten from uh, the west side this year. The Jay Davies clip was just fucking out of this world. But that's a that's a real beauty, isn't it? How good are they? By default. Kale Walsh, Jacob Wilcox, oh, man, Jay Davies, Jack Robbo, uh, even this bloke, Ollie Henry in the Stab mm. 100, stealing the show, getting the bomb yep. in the day. It's just a never-ending cavalcade of cords. <laughs> <laughs> cavalcade of rinsed corn. Wow. Wow. Oh, magic. Number three. Number three. Vaughn, some terrible news on the environmental front, uh, which is rare. You know, it's typically nothing but positivity on that front. Mm. But the chance of an imminent oil spill in the Caribbean threatening such waves as gas chambers, Mount Irvine, and the iconic soup bowls oh. in Barbados. How fucked up is that, John? Oh, man. I, that, that's the wave that, you know, uh, if you know nothing about Bar- Barbados, that's the wave you know. Mm. You know, you, you still know enough to know that Kelly Slater and that wave are, are pretty much iconic. The sessions he's had out there over the years have been pretty phenomenal. Yeah. If you, if you want to see the craziest tube mm. riding you've ever seen and the craziest sheet glass orbular conditions you've ever seen, go and watch, I think it's Crazy or Chronicles or something, Josh Kerr's profile oh, film. Oh, God, that's the good. session him and uh, Mason Ho and I think Wardo get out there is as good as you can possibly imagine existing on planet Earth. It's mm. fucked up. Are you it's kidding me? big. <laughs> it's huge too. Huge blowpipes. Looks like a some kind of glass sculpture fashioned by some one-eyed magician in the bowels of uh, some artisanal <laughs> Berlin factory. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I think is it uh, Sipping Jet Streams or Castles in the Sky, one of those uh, uh, Dustin Humphrey, Taylor Steele collabs where Slater gets that that incredible session. I think Ozzy's out there. Yeah, right. Ozzy Wright's Our very own Ozzy Wright. Yeah. Parking it in a couple. Well played. Yeah, dragging the old, rinsing the old corn dot. Mm. Giving it a little... Get a little platinum rinse. Well done, Oz. But, yeah, so the situation over there is uh, 
situated between the coastlines of Venezuela and Trinidad and Tobago, the vessel, which is co-owned by the Venezuelan state oil company Petroleos de Venezuela and Italian oil giant Inispa, is uh, stationed specifically to store crude oil for processing and is currently holding an estimated 1.3 million barrels of the stuff. So uh, 80 million gallons. gallons, um, And it's, yeah, basically listing very dangerously, threatening to drop its load, its black, sticky, crude load <laughs> all over the pristine coastlines of the Caribbean and spoil a couple of iconic waves. It can't take a trip that part of the world, whether it's the Gulf of Mexico with British Petroleum mm. BP spilling its guts. Everywhere now, the other side, uh, down there in the Caribbean. It just coast. gets. Oh, fucking hell. Give us a break. I know, I know. And, you know, like, well, why do these natural disasters go down in areas where, you know, fucking no one can do anything about it and no one has to take any responsibility for it? They're like, who, who gets fucking surfed up when these things happen? Uh, not a natural disaster, but a man made disaster. You know, mm. who, who gets hauled over the coals and who goes to prison mm. over these fucking shanty. Sort of, you know, dodgy ships with their fucking shitty cargo. and their, It's just like no one takes responsibility, Smithy. Mm. No, and in it's the an end, The environment and the people uh, who uh, rely on the, the local industries, fishing industries, uh, tourism, whatever, whatever, you know, is Not, not to mention from... just those innocent civilians who want to rinse corn from time to yeah, time. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. But I think that... Um, Fuck, mate. Jesus. It's, it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. exhausting. Exhausting and shit. endless. I mean, well, I watched can... the David Attenborough film the other day. Oh. Fuck, it's a, just a... It's, oh. you, you get to the end and you go, yeah, okay, like, you know, I see what he's done here. He's he's tried his darndest after 90 years watching the natural world just get absolutely bent over and fucking reamed. Tried his darndest. To, to just say, look, we can reverse this. Mm. And uh, But at the end, you just know that people... People, especially people who have the ability to do it, aren't going to do it. Mm. Uh, and, and I'm talking about, you know, the people who have the power, the Rupert Murdochs and the, mm. the people who can actually sort of like create, you know, a, a monumental change with the, the click of a finger. Mm. Like they're just, they're not going to do it. Did he try his darndest though, Attenborough? I mean, you know, could he not have, you know, I don't know, just maybe strapped some C4 to himself and run into the headquarters of BP? <laughs> and just sort of lit himself up, damn it, you're on the way out anyway, mate. Take a couple down with you, son. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Anyway. Just I, running I, in there. Gaia is great. <laughs> it, was, it was heartening at the end of that film. Uh, have, you, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the film where, you know, he, he walks through Chernobyl, not a person there, and, and the wilderness just is slowly claiming it back. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I can't wait for that time in history when there is no more of us, uh, you know, loathsome parasitic humanoids yeah. sucking the marrow out of the planet for and I can't wait till we're all just... Worm-ridden, radioactive carcasses <laughs> festering in the soil. It's going to be great. Ah, <laughs> oh, here, here. Number two. Hurricane Epsilon brings uh, 60, 70, 80, 180 feet of pure chaos to Nazare Vaughan. <sighs> Brutal was, swell. Uh, wild scenes there down on the coastline of Portugal in that fucking bizarre trench. Did you see the photo I put 
of uh, the wave from land from the from the uh, south side of of the Nazare headland. It was on the swelling and Instagram story for a second. There, it was. It's just. Like it, it, it gives you the scale, the proper scale of it. it it's so terrifying, it's mate. So terrifying. Uh, I mean, just some of the footage from behind the cliffs. You know, the cliffs and the humans in the foreground, and the yeah, like you said, the whole scale of it is just. It's like Marvel comics kind of shit. It's fucking hard to fathom. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of the wave itself, but the uh, there's it's a spectacle. There's no denying that mm. it is just. Such a disorderly, chaotic lineup. Jet skis buzzing around everywhere. Um, you know, it's it's an odd wave in the sense that you you basically get to drop in and then uh, kind of I guess what are they trying to do? They're they're trying to kind of stay in that scooped out bowl bit as long as they can, kind and of then, fade uh, a little yeah. bit and then get out, and out get away from that, the foam. That cascading sort of Niagara Falls fucking whitewash that's just chasing them down. It's mm. it's it's an unbelievable sort of. Uh, what it's it's like what is it running of the gauntlet like you just you're trying to outrun uh this incredible speed like I noticed uh when 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 there was close up footage of it it looks like the most unenjoyable you know fifteen to thirty seconds of your life like mm. it's like it's like it's like mogul skiing hanging on for a dear life i can't I can't imagine like any part of that ride where you're consciously looking around. Going, God, this is incredible. You know, like there's no respite from mm. the focus that you've got to have. It's like, it's intense. It's mate. pure intense. adrenaline, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting. It's a good point you bring up because you look at the genesis of surfing and the, the reason people did it in the first place. Uh, and it was just all about the, the joy and the sensation, uh, you know, and just being able to kind of take in the sublimeness of being on a perfect wave and the natural surroundings. And this is as far from that origin as you can possibly get. Oh man. You're, isn't ba- it? you're you've getting got- whipped behind a jet ski, huffing diesel fumes, skipping down this avalanche mm. uh, and then kicking out straight into the path of another 70 footer straight on the dome. Like it's a, I mean, I feel like you could almost just sit in a hotel room in Las Vegas and sniff adrenochrome and have a very similar experience. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's absolute mayhem. This this past swell was uh, ramped it up even further. I mean, apparently there was fist fights out there. I think uh, Fair the Maya Gabira and uh, uh, Justine Dupont uh, rivalry sort of uh, went to the next level. I thought that there's rumours or allegedly there was a fisty cuffs thrown. What? Egg jam at the, 12 o'clock? I know, yeah. There was Slinging a, there, egg oh, jam. It was on spinning. <laughs> but uh, they, they are, yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's funny too because it's all a little bit undercover. It's like they're trying to protect the uh, fraternity, but uh, it's, it's animals out there. It's every man for himself. And um, I, I just want to, before we get into uh, probably – the most radical moment of the, of that whole swell. I mean, look, the last one we saw a guy knocked out, break his back. He was underwater oh. for three and a half minutes. We've um, seen we've seen some of the worst injuries uh, in recent memory at that way. That's right. Yeah. Mike Gabera is so Breaking lucky to be alive. Um, yeah, exactly, mate. So much carnage. But, um, yeah, Kai, Kai Lenny. Oh, my Lord. Well, well, he's clearly, you know, head and shoulders above anyone in terms of he's not just catching them. He, he's surfing them. He, he's after the biggest ones. He's foiling them. I mean, he, if he wasn't such a reptile, you'd fucking love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw a photo of him kiteboarding the other day, and it was just like on a, a foil kiteboard. Uh, I mean, he had a gath on, so 
God bless. A gaff with uh, two tubes of Monster Energy drink coming out of it and a uh, backpack full of Taco Bell sponsored bean burritos. Yeah, but uh, he he was uh, he's just phenomenal. Oh, he's the, man. He's, he's the new lead. I can't wait till he's, he's you know the new lead. his superfood comes out or whatever it is, and uh, mm, I'll be mm. eating it every single day. I uh, I want to see some uh, you know some genome testing. I want to see a DNA swab. I want proof that he's not the illegitimate love mm. child of us. You know, some kind of deep in some volcanic lair, the product of a bunch of test tubes. You know, Dave Kalama, he's in one, uh, Laird's in another, uh, you know, uh, Kiala Keneally's in another, just in some mad scientist just mixing them all in a cauldron <laughs> and, uh, you know, spewing the, the fetal egg. Yeah, a bit of Robbie Nash, sprinkling a mite Stewart, mm, put them all in there. Mm, put them all in there, mm, mate. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on over there in uh, Hawaii, but, uh, you know, just Kyle Lenny seems to defy all biology and human evolution. I don't know what egg he's hatched from, Vaughan. Mm, no, I don't know either, but I, I, clearly uh, all reptiles are hatched from eggs, so let's just keep that in the back we of our mind. I, I think that uh, Surfcore, you know, he can only cop so much Kyle Lenny talk up on this program, so mm. we'll leave it at that, mm, <laughs> but uh, mm. pretty uh, another – Pretty much a, another sort of groundbreaking performance from him over mm. there. That um, but, just quickly though, as well. That the, before we move on, we mm. got to touch on the GoPro footage of him copping oh, that twenty foot of foam, like a proper top to bottom cupped out fucking widowmaker, mm. straight in the third eye. Are you oh, kidding? Man, oh man, I've I heard a funny story years ago about Navarin Fox paddling out at sunset on that that big day where Mungo Barry. Got his, uh, you know, that big classic photo from Art Brewer where he's caught up in the lip and his arms akimbo and he's just like oh, on a the red crucifix, board. And the, the sunset crucifix. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's the all-time sunset sort of uh, West Peak takeoff shot. And um, Foxy and Sam Carrier paddled out that morning uh, and, uh, you know, they got there in the dark. They thought they were going to be the first ones out and they see this little white streak just flying across a peak out the very, very back. They paddle out. It's Elko. He's like, yeah, boys, all right, a couple of fucking Aussies, you beauty. <laughs> so he starts sort of like coaching him into a couple. I just said it was fucking enormous, you know, like proper big, uh, closing out the channel. And uh, eventually uh, the Hawaiian Water Patrol come out on the skis and they're like, all right, the comp side, everyone go in, go in right now. You've got to go in right now. Just screaming at people, sending them in. And uh, Nav was one of those guys. So he turns around, starts paddling in, and then he hears the Hawaiian Water Patrol going, set, set, <laughs> turn around, paddle, paddle. <laughs> paddle back out, paddle back out. Yeah, go out. Like, oh, my God. He turns around, starts paddling out. And he gets to sort of like a certain point. He can see like the, the all the all the uh, horizon to the north going black. All the horizon to the west going black. He's oh, caught, even to the south, there was a there was backwash that was ten he, foot long. He's, he, he's caught between these two peaks, and everything in the middle is just getting bigger and bigger. And he just starts, you know, freaking out. He gets over the first one, just lips it, and as he gets down, as he's going down the back, the second one's just capping, and he just he reckons he just got off his board held it beside him and started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he, he said he just watched this thing coming towards him, frozen with terror. And uh, he reckons he just watched the, the very peak of it, the, the perfect little tip of the A-frame, mm. bury right between his eyes and just pushed him right to the bottom. Uh, he copped a two-wave hold down, came up uh, into the foam, you know, sucked <laughs> in like that, that two foot of uh, sort of foamy whitewash. Yeah, straight into the water patrol telling him, I thought I told you to go in. Oh, he reckons he turned around. He was, he was six feet from the beach. He'd been washed in the whole way underwater. And if you know that lineup, to be out on the peak and, and cop 
that much drag and be pushed that far in is, is pretty frightening. But he said uh, he felt better when he saw Sam Carrier sitting on the beach with his leg ropes stretched about 25 metres <laughs> half aboard there, just laughing at him. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's uh, Sunset and, um, and Nazare, I can't even imagine it. I mean, that, you're talking about a whole different different sized wave, different sort of energy. And, uh, you know, credit to uh, Kai for keeping his GoPro rolling. Oh, how's the inside there? It's just chaos. Like, you know, the jet skis, there's two of them and neither of them can find him. He cops like six on the dome. It's just the most horrendous looking lineup to be lost in. It's Mm. fucked up. And you just basically this tiny little pinprick of flesh bobbing around in a soup, a cauldron, Mm. a volcano of whitewashing energy. Wow. What is that guy's lungs capacity like? He must be able to fucking rip the biggest corkscrew, mate. Can, Can you, you imagine, imagine it? Fucking, is there a bong-pulling world title? Let's get that cut oh, in it. Oh, mate, it'd be the size of a wok. <laughs> wok stomper. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Oh, and just quickly... Uh, That's what we're calling him from now on, by the way. Kai Lenny, walk stomper. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you touched on it, but, yeah, Justin, Justine uh, Dupont, there's a, a couple of the gals are having a proper crack. I mean, we talk so much about the cojones of Kai Lenny and the, the fig jam of uh, Federico and the boys, mm. but uh, Justine Dupont and Maya Gabera throwing egg jam to the wind. And just, get like... The, the way that those two have formed this rivalry over over who's surfing it properly, who's the, like it's it's. I mean, there's only two of you. Level, there's like. only two of you out there. Like, <laughs> surely a bit of camaraderie, a bit of sisterhood. No, mate. No, this lineup's not big enough uh, for the two of us. Mm. Seems to be the message, but I mean, I think it's more than big enough for. Them. I think it's uh, one of the biggest lineups in the world. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I, I think Plenty it's... 80 uh, footers to go around for. It just stems from, uh, you know, like, it's actually stemming from, I guess, that age-old thing of someone getting a, a fair bit of support, uh, you know, like, from major sponsors, and, and it's sort of like an easy ride, and then the other person's trying their guts out, doing it for the passion, mm. uh, really, like, you know, fighting hard for every little, tiny little bit of reco that mm. they get, and then... Uh, on top of all that, Maya getting an award last year for I think biggest wave ridden in the ah. in the double XL, and ah. and Justine just going, well, she didn't even make it, so fucking, mm. what's this about? And the bad blood spilling over from there. Shades of uh, Lynette McKenzie and Lisa Anderson, isn't it, Vaughn? It's uh, it's got. There's been a lot of that, I think, in uh, women surfing in particular. You know, oh, that's it's in surfing in particular, but but women surfing, it's 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 more notable because uh, there was only ever sixteen. Yeah, it's slim pickings, not a and, lot of loot around. Yeah, the difference between, you know, who was getting support and who wasn't, and who was sort of like getting looked after in magazines. It's, it's no disrespect to the trailblazing that the women who you know, your Lisa Andersons, who had major sponsorship, mm. but. You know, it must be hard to cop when you're a world champ 100%. like Pauline Mensa and you just can't even get a shot run in a mag. Yeah, you gotta, you... It's foul, isn't it? And I think this is a, a lingering kind of hangover from the, the you know, just the male misogynist reptiles running the, the surf industry because at the end of the day, like, it takes a Maya Gabera, it takes a Lisa Anderson, it takes a, um, you know, Wendy Botha to get 
sponsorship, uh, you know, an Alana Blanchard, you know, and it, a lot of this is based on the sexualization of women surfing, mm. which is pretty fucking dismal. Like it's irrelevant. I don't know too many sports that take themselves seriously where that's still a factor. I mean, give me a break, Vaughn. Mm. We're not, we're, we're looking for, a, you know, we, we, what we want from the women's surface is, you know, a bit of the old in, out, in, out, but you're fucking in the, in the water. <laughs> We're talking about tubes in here. In the cone, mate. We're not looking for pornographic butt shots on Instagram profiles and whatnot. It's all about, uh, you know, the surfing ability. You know, I want to see the today's, you know, Maru Bramola, Lynette McKenzie. I want to see them up in lights. I want to see those freckles and that, uh, you know, crew cut. I, I, want to, I want them to wear it proud, Vaughn. Mm. Well, I think they do. It's just, uh, it's just that after a while, and be, of, of and be being, supported by the industry. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's 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 not a matter of wearing it with pride. It's a matter of not just being shit on constantly because you're not fucking fitting whatever uh, you know marketing agenda certain companies have or or organisations have with them. Mm. But yeah, you're right. It's a hangover. I think it's on the fade. I hope it's on the fade. Mm. Be good. Mm. Be real good. Number one. It's got to be one of the gnarliest, gnarliest droppings of all time, hasn't Fuck, it? Fuck, mate. This, this was as hectic as, as anything I've seen. Jeez, uh, it's great theatre, though, isn't it? Oh, oh no, that's right. It never <laughs> fails to produce some kind of co- almost comical mishap. Well, Nick Von Rupp and uh, Zhao Gudez, both Portuguese surfers, um, Got involved in a bit of a f- car out there, mm. both uh, going after the same wave. I think there's uh, some sort of pecking order where, you know, if you've had a good one, you don't just sort of scoot back out and, and, and whip straight into the next one. You kind of let everyone have their crack at it. But, uh, yeah, a misunderstanding. Um, uh, Gudez on a wave, on, you know, deep on a peak, and uh, Von Rupp getting whipped in, uh, you know, from the sh- – not, not the shoulder, but, you know, from, from a little bit further out. And the two – very nearly, nearly colliding. I mean, the, the the speed they're traveling, the weight of those boards. Oh, true. You the f- amount of chop that. in the face, mate. It, it, everything about it is... Lead-weighted fucking... Those things could just cut you off at the Achilles, couldn't oh, they? Oh, man, yeah. I, th- I think that, you know, you, you're dealing with... You're dealing with like hardcore heavy machinery mm, here. You're not, just, you're not just dealing with... Um, I know there's no motor once the ski goes, but the speed and everything is unnatural. Yeah, that's, you know, like, that's the thing about toe surfing that's often underestimated mm. and even by toe surfers themselves like you know they can get put into situations that the human body is just not cut out to deal with yeah and dealing no- with g-forces and machinery like you said that's uh you know if there's if anything goes wrong even if you get nicked if you get nicked by one of them boards on the head uh you know these guys aren't wearing gaff helmets so you get nicked or if the jet ski nicks you are like you're fucking brown bread man oh man you you think about the amount of protection and, and the technology that goes into you know, looking after, I don't know, GP moto riders. You know what I mean? Like they're coming off at high speed, uh, but everything about like the way that they land and is considered, you know what I mean? Like mm. a, a fall, uh, they, they've had all of this technology and all this research going into how to fall, how to minimise, you know, injury and all that sort of thing. The surfers are just chucking themselves over the ledge. Oh, just ripping a couple of chillums and going, get me into one, Nick! And, and I mean, you know, like the water is grabbing limbs, grabbing uh, all those muscles, muscle tissue, sinew. It's not just about bones. It's about everything else that's connecting oh. everything. And it just gets torn to shreds out there, mate. Well, if you, you, like, you, you know what water's like when you're going fast. Oh, yeah. I it's, mean, it may as well be fucking a concrete. Yeah. yeah. 
one of the craziest stories I've ever had the displeasure of writing was uh, going to meet Mark Matthews at his um, you know, Maruba, Marine Parade, Maruba unit there shortly after his mishap on the south coast uh, and one of the most graphic leg injuries in the history of surfing from exactly this, you know, he got, uh, and he was already, he was already quite, uh, you know, a bit just disjointed and a bit like messed up in the head from his uh, pop shoulder mm. surfing jaws uh, on the morning of that big wave world tour event. And he's gone straight from that. Oh, uh, he's healed from that injury and gone straight back into toe surfing and got whipped into this mutant slab somewhere on the South coast and just kind of panicked a bit uh, when he saw a, you know, a kind of a, a chandeliering section down the line, tried to jump off in the trough and just got, you know, thrown straight onto basically bone dry rock and oh. just the, the complete break of the leg, like in, in an inverted kind of way, like the, 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 the foot basically, you know, nearly hitting him in the face because it snapped off at the knee and, you know, his legs ballooned in size because he's cut an artery in his leg um, and they've almost had to cut his leg off and he's never got full movement back in the leg. Uh, it's potentially, you know, cruel his ability to surf at a high level um, and it's from exactly that, you know, just being in situations that the human body with all of its sinew and cartilage just isn't cut out for. I mean, far out. Like, it was such a heavy scene he was in a hospital bed in his unit there specially made up for him and just you know the guy's an absolute titan of resilience uh, and he was doing his best to come back and he was incredibly in high spirits mm. but man it's like it just kind of rammed home for me that you know if you're gonna be in that game uh it's almost an inevitability at some point that something life-threatening or life-changing is going to happen to you. You've got to be pretty lucky to get out unscathed, mm -hmm. I reckon. And when I look at Nazare, I'm like, fuck, this is a matter of time before we see someone uh, who is uh, paraplegic or dead. It just doesn't look like a lineup uh, cut out for that amount of people. Uh, nah. And just, it's just, and just it's way too chaotic. Well, the energy, uh, you know, like in so much of, of big wave surfing, the energy is about camaraderie. It's like everyone's out there looking out for the other person. Mm. I mean, that last Nazare swell seemed like the opposite to that. What's Look next for, for do you reckon, uh, out of it? Do you reckon we're going to see razor blades on tow ropes and just full-blown decapitations? Well, I just reckon, yeah, I reckon, uh, you know, if we're heading that way and the big world, the big wave world tour wants to fucking get serious, then like, let's take the sup jousting to fucking Nazareth. Oh, I agree. Give him some jousts, put some, uh, you know, let's yeah. go full water world on this, get some, you know, chain link tow ropes, yeah. razor blades How on How much them. better would that drop in have been if Nick Von, Nick Von Rupp and uh, and Zhao Gudez were fucking whacking each other with paddles, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Just like we're going at it. It's just fucking like a, or pillows. What about that? A pillow fight mid face. Wouldn't mind a pillow fight. I'd be uh, a pretty weighty go. pillow by that point. Very wet. But uh, I guess that brings us to. The gnarliest drop ins of all time. Oh, yes. Always good to fucking bring up a few burns. A couple of burnt toast moments from the, uh, the world of surfing. Uh, what have you got in your list? I've got a. Uh, I've got a. Uh, well. The, the, the one that springs to mind first is probably the most iconic. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that this was a bad drop-in in, in, uh, in regards to sort of its place in history because both surfers made the wave, but that's Sean Thompson and, and Mark Richards at Off The Wall, that, uh, that famous free ride, double tube, 
Uh, Emma, you know, scoots down the face, does his classic little knock-kneed wounded gull flaring in the barrel, and meanwhile just fucking threading the orb behind him. Sean Thompson just, you know, drains one and uh, comes out, and just a classic moment, hey, just one of those ones Unbelievable. Where, you know, Unbelievable. And you, you watch that a thousand times and it's still sick. It's still it just sick. hasn't aged a day. I mean, if you separate either of those surfers and put them on that wave, it's an incredible tube ride, mm. you know, without the fade. You're putting two guys in the cone? Are you <laughs> kidding me? It's... it's Unbelievable for me. That's almost like the birth of modern tube riding, right there. It's like two guys just throating one, just mm. so deep, getting coned out of their dial together. Yeah, it's like wow, we've reached a point now where guys are kind of starting to toy with the pit, like yeah. get ludicrously deep and have control in there. I mean, Mr. On like, what was he riding? Like seven two, kind of seven six twin it, fins it, at that point. Yeah, it's just it's an amazing wave when you just consider just. Sort of like the equipment they're on. Uh, it's a perfect day. Jeez, it's a nice, beautiful day out there. But and what's Tom's Thompson's on a, a like a, a single fin at that point? For sure, yeah. And just the stance, the ability to, I don't know, maneuver and just keep Two speed and momentum. Top in the of their pit. game. Two guys right there, aren't they? Like oh, it's 76, a 77. It's it's uh, you know what Mr's far out. He's just about to go on his world title run. Uh, oh, what's that? Seventy nine. 80, 81, 82 was MR. So he's still a couple of years off, you know, really making. I think Sean Thompson would have been world title or the world champ at that stage. Wow. So doing one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm the fucking man, mate. And, and you know, uh, an epic moment. So that's that's definitely like up there What's in, the in my most What's the backstory to it? How were they, uh, you know, how did they kind of broke a piece? Did they break bread after that? Like, or were they I think MR might have just been slightly embarrassed uh, knowing yeah. MR. He's such a humble dude. I mean, you know, we all know he's a fucking psycho serial killer underneath but but I think you you know you, you just got to give props to that sort of surfing day yeah I mean it is pretty humiliating it's like it's like the Jake Pato uh, ringer yeah, drop in uh, you know where where uh, at Chopes there where where ringer came flying behind Jake after he did Jake claim that wave yeah, yeah. oh did he I don't know uh, what have I got here uh, oh I mean I think we've talked about it before but one of my personal favourites, the Mike Stewart, Jamie O'Brien fade at pretty iconic pipeline. Mm. You know, uh, Stewart, just an absolute goat. You know, I don't think, I don't think anyone, especially in that era, really got as deep and had that much control in the pit as Mike Stewart, man. Mm. He really pioneered, you know, showing where he could sit in the cone. And uh, that's a classic one. He just, you know, it's all, again, an accidental kind of fade. And he's looking back uh, towards the end of the pit at Jamie and they, you know, high five on the way out. Classic. Mm, yeah. And classic the, Hawaii folklore. You're so right, man. I th- the, the lids, you know, Mike Stewart, it's, I, I don't know where lids are at. In surfing at the moment, like they're so underground, they're so core lord. The whole industry sort of uh, exists on this, this sort of underground in this underground realm, you know. But yeah, they're pretty much but, all like scaffolders and bricklayers, yeah. and uh, camping out in hatchbacks and, and just surfing the meanest fucking slabs mm. ever. But then, like back then, when Stuart was sort of at the peak of his powers, and there was a few other guys, Ben uh, Severson, Ben Severson, Severson, yeah. yeah. But he came up to uh, Byron or Ballina once, and mate. There was just as many people to watch him as there would have been if Kelly had come to town. It was it was huge, mm. Uh, mm. superstar, and yeah, I think that you know nothing's really changed with Boogs, has it? It's it's like they're still the trailblazers when it comes to sort of being the first test pigs. 
the canaries in the coal mine when it comes to those sorts of waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they pioneer where you can sit in waves and, and what kind of waves can be ridden. And I think a lot of the, the top-level tube riders, like stand-up guys, watch that and uh, no doubt get inspiration from it. And they're like, fuck, wow, look how he's gotten into that. Maybe I could get in a little bit wider or a little bit deeper. Uh, maybe that's surfable. Like all the best slabs in the world were pretty much all ridden by bodyboarders first. Mm. Um, and I was watching some of that old uh, old Stuart footage. I think it might have been in Endless Summer 2 or some old 90s film. And it's crazy. It still stands up today. You know, like kind of cross-shore, onshore, days at pipe, ugly days at pipe. And they're the days that uh, the boogers mm. specialise because the, you know, the stand-ups can't really get into them or, or don't want to play it's... Russian roulette with it. But fuck, man, just there's almost something crazier to a, a big pipe pit when it's got all that – you know, a bit of foam and stuff on the exit and mm. it's all a bit less predictable and they're just sitting so far back <laughs> in these things and getting blown out and all the spit blows the hen's teeth off mm. the egg, exit of the pit. It's Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And then, and you know, like speaking of that, like, I mean, the the f- early 70s footage of Peter Crawford still stands up, mm. you know, on the Nilo. Like the, 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 the Crippos were fucking giving it some back in the day, man. I mean, they were so tight in the pocket. Um, there's an old Steve Core film. I think it's called Ocean Rhythms, and Pete Crawford is doing three sixties into the barrel at wow. DY Point, like, and fucking smacking the lip and air dropping down into the pit, and just doing futuristic shit. Wow! I'm talking twenty years before you know the the momentum generation started sliding tail and releasing, you know, uh, basically starting to like you know kick the back out of it. Mm. Uh, Pete, Pete's doing that way back. So I think the Boogs and, and the Nilos, man, they don't really get the record they deserve. There's a bit of a, a bit of a doff of the cap happening at the moment in uh, the upper echelons of professional like to surfing. Doff the cap. Let's to, doff the yeah, cap. Shall on. we doff the cap? Give it a doff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Noah Dean and uh, Chuni, Sean Manners, these guys are starting to kind of broach this ground, this hybridized ground. You know, they're packing cones on the knees, uh, coming out and doing like, you know, rotating. Punts, like mm. pretty psycho combinations. Yeah. You know, kind of the missing link, really. Well, Harry Bryant uh, has been riding books with all the boys. I think mm. uh, Ando gets out there. Ellis is on the surf mats. So mm. there's, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, exploration going on. And uh, I'd just like to give uh, Drag Bodyboard Co. a shout out as well because um, they've just Very released the uh, Chappelle Corby model. Oh, sick. Yeah. So, so uh, it's uh, what, a bodyboard with the, the guts gouged out of it? <laughs> <and> that... <laughs> I think so, mate. But that's, oh, that's no shit. They've got sick. a Chappelle Corby oh, pro model, which uh, fucking, if you can hook up Deadly and Smithy, we're definitely after one of those boys. Oh, I'd love one. I'd love one. Can I do one? Yeah. I got uh, I got Slater Cook and Parco in the final of 2013 Quicksilver oh, Pro to take the iconic, win. Iconic, finding the uh, what do they call it? The honey box or the honey pot on the end section? It's it's there. no it's no great big thing anymore for guys to use priority and drop in on nah. someone. Uh, you know, we saw Gabe do it to the goat uh, on a pretty heavy one at backdoor not that mm. long ago, and but this one just had a, a particular sting. You know, the coolie kid going for his second or third win out there and. Pretty flawless Kira, you know, moving down off the off the snapper bank mm. back to Kira. Uh, it just, you know, it just it, it couldn't help but leave a pretty whiffy fucking stank up your nose oh, when you saw that. Geez. But at least not the slater. Smelt like pure lavender and <laughs> sex wax all mixed together in a fusion of. Delicacy, but, but, uh, but the shot on the cover of the of the bulletin, yeah, you know, with Marco just in the pit, just flipping him off. So good, yeah, good. And uh, pop a little fire. Crazy thing about 
that wave, you know, and that event. Slater, the night before, you know, he was there was talk the event was going to move to Kira. Slater's down there on dusk, sussing it out. You know, it was all unruly and fucked up. Uh, but he's looking at, you know, the bank and he kind of identified that end section of Kira being the most dependable because it was a bit straight and close out. He mm. uh, hard to pick him, but he just nailed it. He kind of, you know, out Kira the Cooley kids, which is pretty unforgivable. But I guess that's the kind of, you know, the confidence that Parko and Fanning and these guys have out there. They, they don't have to check it every two hours to monitor the sand. They, they, they back themselves to pack Monstro long cylindrical cones out there and get the win. But Slater... The calculated mad goat that he is, uh, Spock in the end section, the honey pot, and getting the Vic over Leparco, Lashnorkos, oh, Jesus, was Leslie. Jesus, it was a bit of pill to swallow. It was the Gold Coast mate. faithful. Oh, they were burning effigies of Slater <laughs> on the promenade there. It was, uh, yeah, it was almost a Huntington Beach riot scenario from memory. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, and and that was, uh, oh, fuck, one of the Swillings actually sent me the full rundown. Remember we asked. We, we said send in if you were on the beach at Huntington the day that that goat snaked uh, Beshin in the first minutes of, of the uh, US Open. Well, yeah, it would have been the US Open then, I think. Uh, we got it. We got the whole story, and I just cannot for the life of me find it in the um, in the in the story. The so send yeah. it through again, and we'll get it. We'll get a readout. Also, Smithy, I just want to give a shout out here. We, we got um, a lot of feedback on the the science story that we did on sharks. Mm. Uh, we got a, a, a fair few signers saying, well done, thanks for calling it out. But we had a fair few signers saying, you guys are so fucking wrong. That's just the most cynical fucking view ever. And uh, we're going to bring that up in a later episode. We're going to talk to a few signers and we're going to get to the bottom of sort of, you know, how they see these things going down. Uh, the, the, the argument was was that all studies – if not all, then most have uh, basically been skewed by the agenda and the funding, right? That, that was the argument that no, we had. No, no. The argument was that that incentive exists. Yeah, so the, it's kind of up to the, the scientists and, and whether they have uh, the leanings of a bourgeois parasite or not <laughs> yeah. as to whether those findings will be skewed. Because, uh, you know, if, if a, a scientist... If, you, if you're going against the people funding the uh, research then the funding gets pulled. That's that's basically the... That's part of it, yeah. And also just the fact that, you know, if your stream of uh, research projects run out, then you've got mm. no job anymore. So but, you, you need continued research projects to be in a job. Um, so you might therefore figure out that, oh, this needs more researching because numbers are dwindling or numbers are increasing. Mm. So we're, we're um, going to actually get to that mm. in a future episode. Don't worry. We haven't forgotten now. It's coming. Back to the fades. Yes. Uh, Dingo and Mick Fenning at Snapper in the Rival Series was iconic. <laughs> I mean, the, the Dingo dog was cooking him like beans on a campsite and uh, Mick packs one behind him. It kind of had shades of MR, Sean Thompson, and uh, it just seems impossibly deep, but somehow gets spat out behind Dingo. Just there is nothing... More humiliating than that. Oh, really. mate, yeah. Well, th th that's what happens when you burn. I mean, th there's famous Cooley kids drop-ins since, you know, MR and uh, – sorry, M MP and Rabbit shared a, a tube in uh, the Stubbies, the very first Stubbies semi-final, I think. I think they were actually in different heats too. Uh, MR, uh, MP, sorry, dropped in on Rabbit and they both got shacked and then Rabbit made it and MP made his one. And uh, But that was a pretty classic one. But just, just you know, I think that – 
if there's one thing that brings solace to the many, many, many uh, charcoaled, cindered free surfers who are out there, you know, on the tail end of, of Coolie Kid burnings, it's getting to see them burn each other. Mm. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're dead on. Yeah, oh, there, there is a lot of uh, of cinder blocks floating around in that lineup. Oh yeah, it's bloody ash in the mouth all day long. Yeah, games. so uh, you know, seeing uh, Dingo drop in on Mick, I think for a fair few people would have enjoyed that. Mm. And then seeing Mick overtake Dingo and just fade him into uh, humiliation was equally as rewarding. Mm, indeed, for the rest of us. Indeed, and for the record, Parko gets the win. Yeah, what about there. that? Yeah. Thought uh, I thought that maybe uh, Hoggy or who, who who did you think was going to get the win in Rivals? Uh, I mean, my personal favourite was the Hog. Yeah, I mm. thought the surfing he was doing was ultra technical uh, and just I don't know for a guy who's forty one years old who's been in the surfing wilderness uh, for as long as he has, and then to come back and put on a performance that was that razor edge, clinical, just jacked up on nothing but Java. Yeah. It was incredible, and uh, I think, you know, my personal feeling was like, you know, I can watch the Cooley kids pack four to six-foot cones at Snapper all day long. It's something they can do. Uh, mm. You know, Parker can do that while doing his tax, you know. He's mm. basically in there, you know, sending emails from his BlackBerry whilst, uh, oh, yeah, well, just got out <laughs> of another one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but the public, uh, public loved it, and that's what matters. My opinion is worth as much as, uh, you know, well, as they say, opinions are like assholes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got them and some are cleaner than others. Yeah. So uh, what yeah. I've got to say about that, Vaughn? Uh, yeah, I've I got to give a shout out to uh, the drop-in that, that stopped the world, uh, Bang Bang Boogie on Wade Goodall. That's uh, my all-time favourite drop-in from oh. the last few years. Jeez, it was good. Just, One dropped, of the best. You know, a four, a four five-hour wait for the, the wave of the swirl at his home break on the day <laughs> of... <laughs> You know, of, of a lifetime, and here comes fucking mid, Mr. Midlink just flying off the shoulder. Driving. Yeah, bro! <laughs> <laughs> and knowing, knowing Jared Mel, he is a fucking legend. He's such a classic dude. He would have been, you know, there wouldn't have been a bone in his body that was doing it out of any sort of like, uh, yeah, I don't know, fucking greed or anything like that. But he just, he just picked his moment poorly. And uh, sitting there just in the middle of that spinning fucking turquoise orb, good all, just, you know, fucking seething, Mm. staring daggers and murder all over the back of Bang Bang Boogie's head, Mm. mate. Mm. Oh, it's classic folklore, isn't it? Just, you know, what a crazy swell it was. And Wade, you know, he's always sniffing out the ultimate kind of uncrowded cone setup. Like he's such a... Such a master of avoiding crowds and mm. getting the session and getting the one during the session. And for this one swell, it seems. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've never really seen him jostle with the pack up there on the points at Noosa. And for this one swell, he's like, you know what? I'm 30-whatever years old. The time's come. The prodigal <laughs> son is going to return to his home and pack the Mondo Monstro cone for all of his beloved fans. And there it comes after a five-hour wait and none other than Southern California's <laughs> finest comes hand-driving down the face and just stuffs him. And I don't even think he got barreled. Oh, God. How good are those ones? They're the best ones. Uh, People take off on the end section and just maybe get a tiny little pocket ride and just stuff you deep yeah. in the back of a cone. Ah, uh, classic drop-in and uh, one that we will probably talk about again on this show because uh, it's good. Um, 
All right, Smivy, I just want to get into Team of the Week, my friend. It's that time of the month again. And uh, I have decided that the Team of the Week this week is the clippity Doodars. Interesting. Yeah, surfers who dropped the maddest clippity Doodars on the internet this past month or so. Uh, the only other Clippers I know of is the San Diego slash LA Clippers. Mm. Uh, probably one of the most unsuccessful NBA franchises in history, having never made the uh, final series. No, that's a shame. Um, I think the clippity doodars would absolutely flog them, considering that the, these clips over the last month have melted minds and milked the generous teetlets from the bosoms of froth, provided a glass of fully creamed corn for those of us to get stuck into on our devices. Mm. Um, first clip, Kihu Butler. Uh, a great little clip here. Good creative um, sort of introduction to him and his life on the North Island of New Zealand. Fucking cool clip. Have a little listen to the intro, mate. It's classic. Kia ora, my name's Q and welcome to my interesting world. I'm 19 years old. I'm from New Zealand and um, yeah, this is a bit about me, I think. Yeah. It's the difference between Australia and New Zealand. I feel like there's a couple things. Our pies are way fucking better. Way better. I hate it when everyone goes, oh, Australian pies are so, so good. It's like, fuck, they taste like shit. They're expensive as fuck. Come here, get on the Big Ben's pies from the Bake Shack, and they're like two huck fifty. You go to like America, and they're like, oh, yeah, your accent's the same as Aussie's. It's like, fuck no. My accent's way different. Way better. <laughs> Mouldy. Yeah, that, that's like that um, green thing in the bread. Mouldy, it's all mouldy. <laughs> Māori is us as indigenous people of New Zealand and um, yeah, now I'm real proud to be Māori. Chur, so chur can mean heaps of things. Chur can mean like thanks or hello, goodbye as well, can mean heaps of things. Tāmoko, tāmoko, so it's a Māori word for our, our traditional tattoos, so the first bit, tā, means to like draw and moko is our tattoos so yeah nah I reckon it's a real cool thing to have being indigenous people and to represent our family through um, carvings of our skin. What is that? Auntie! <laughs> that flash card said auntie. Auntie is like literally your aunt but we call pretty much every girl around here auntie. We just go far auntie's looking mean. <laughs> far no. The translation for whānau means family, so I tend to say it quite a lot, especially in interviews and when it's referring to stuff about home, I always use the word whānau and um, yeah. Koro. Koro is a Māori word for grandfather and I always use that when I talk to my grandfather. Call him koro and nothing else or else he'll drop me. <laughs> My koro. His name is uh which is my name as well. There's actually about five Kiwikus in our generation after his dad, his grandfather and his. So it's a real special name to be holding around here in um in Tauranga around this area. Yeah, I like the the narrative surf clip. Uh I mean for me that was my introduction to surf films. Endless Summer 2 was mm. kind of my first beloved surf film. And I watched it the other day. Still stands up. Uh, uh and uh, Ishka did a pretty mad trip through NZ the other day. Uh, again, like a lot of storytelling mm. keeps you enthralled. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I think uh you know just the 
that kind of era of music, like dubstep and electronica and one hitters was my least adored period of surf filmmaking. I fucking cannot stand one hit, one hit waves. It mm. kind of kills me. Um, yeah, I love it. I love uh, you know so much of Jack McCoy's catalogue. You know these incredible adventure films uh, shot in locations. You, you, you go on a trip, you get what you get. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah, you know, it's I'm Louis a, and Munger surfing a fucking three foot rip bowl. Sometimes I'm a huge fan of that myself. Toned off the dial. And actually, mate, I've just uh, I've just finished a new rip curl edit with uh, Tom Curran. And uh, wow. it's one of the – fuck, it's so good. It's like – I mean, the edit's good, but Tom Curran is fucking flaring, man. And, like, he is the most eccentric fucking human on earth at the moment. Get ready for that. It's coming out soon. But, um, yeah, full props there to uh, Kehu and the team who put that one together. Just a great edit. He's probably – I mean, if he's not New Zealand's best surfer, he's going to be in a couple of years. He's he's just fucking a full powerhouse. I met him when he was like 15. He came on a, a Surfing World Grand Bash trip with us and he had the flair, but the, the power's there, mate. And um, he's a fucking classic Kiwi too, you know, kind of like uh, it's like a, a, a non-arrogant uh, confidence. You know what I mean? Like mm. he, he's got that sort of – he's got that sort of uh, swagger without mm. being a fucking – Cockhead about it. Uh, a mana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just got mad so mana. Culturally, culturally, culturally yeah. appropriate uh, a word I don't yeah. really know. The and he flares. He flares. So uh, <laughs> nice work there. Welcome to the team, the clippity doodars. Kehu Butler. Who else you got? I've got uh, Jolly Vaughan, the mullet-headed madman phase two. Uh, rocking the fucking decent blonde mullet. There's something mm. about a blonde mullet. Mm. Yeah, there's mullets, but then there's the, the, the blullet. And then there's, uh, well, the scullet, the shaved mullet, mm. the, the drullet, the dreadlock mm. mullet, uh, the frullet, the front mullet, a.k.a. the scullet grown full length and then pulled over the front, like oh, the drummer wow. from the Misfits. Yeah, there's pretty good. Uh, the bullet or the bullet, which is the bum mullet, oh. which is, you know, you grow out your back hair long enough to sort of leak over your corn dot. Uh, all these sorts of mullets. But Jolly Vaughan, uh, just getting back to a good fair income rock and roll sort of clip with high-end ripping, and I think the Vaughnies, uh, there's a few of them, uh, Huey, Joel, uh, there's another one. I keep forgetting him. Fucking sorry, mate. Uh, but they're just producing that sort of mongrel. You know, they're coming up in the spirit of Mikey, throwing everything, the full roto. It's all, it's all there. I just thought it was a good, solid clip. So uh, well done there. Sheldon Simkus, uh, a name who's popped up in the team of the week a few times lately, Smivy, mm. and uh, he dropped one from – you know, basically a behind-the-rock special. If he's not fucking up in that pecking order, and it's a hard pecking order to crack, mm. he, he has really got it wide there, that that sort of, you know, that warping backwash uh, to, to, to sort of get in behind it and then read read the backwash as it's coming up the face when you're already it's in the wild. tube. It's a fucking mad rock skill, isn't right it? in front of you. Like, I mean, if you can scoop into one there, I feel like you can scoop into one. Yeah, man. In it's it's such a – I think once you got it wide, like if you've got the – it's just that for, I got, for you and me uh, and for so many surfers, I just feel like you don't get enough to get it to feel comfortable. Mm. So when you see guys who are, who are doing it, you know, your Mitch Parkos, your Parkos, your Mix, your Dingoes, your Nick Vasicek's, um, you know, there's a, a huge list of them. But just seeing this young guy, Sheldon, starting to hit his straps because he's, he's been in our team of the week. This would be his third start. Mm, yeah, he 
packed a Lamondo Extendo cone mm. and uh, the will bleep that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And all those guys that you mentioned, you know, it's it's no surprise to see them when they get to especially like backdoor pipeline that they're, they're pretty much the best in the world there too mm. i think uh just the quick twitch reflex uh and all the technical brilliance you got you need to stuff yourself into a, yeah. a warbly weird whacked out cone yep. behind the rock i think once it all gets a bit spaced out and you're getting on you know groundswell energy like it's just more time to move so sheldon you'd imagine is going to become one of the great barrel riders in the world mm. that I kind just, of oh, i'm so curious rock. to see sort of uh you know how we go once this this regional series kicks in, I, th- I think he's going to be one of the guys who really benefits from it. Uh, you know, uh, log- it's, fuck, it's, it's, it's exciting times. It's just he's shown a lot of promise. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing Sheldon back in the clippity do does, mate. I've got Buddha and Slats and Coves at Nihiwatu mm. over there. Did you see that? Mm. They dropped a nice little edit, and um, you know, they're doing some work with Summa Foundation. But fuck me, mate! I mean, how good has Slats had it during COVID? Are oh, you wow. kidding me? Wow, he's just had a fucking beauty. Yeah, the one he packs in that clip is just only the goat could sniff out a yeah. tube in that kind of snare. So much foam and disturbance, and somehow just pops out the end of it like a brown bruised sultana <laughs> just incredible yeah amazing and uh you While know kobe ships mojitos in the spa <laughs> overlooking near watu there wow uh, it's a surreal it's, setup yeah well it's a, you know it was hockey's left once upon a time now it's uh now it's uh it's it's a it's a pretty much cut off for the uh the the, the general, elite the general populace yeah, yeah it's all just for Basically, Google employees to shuttlecock over the falls there. Mm. Mm. The bourgeois. The bourgeois, bruh. But, um, yeah, anyway, good to see some uh, waves out there on your cobes. And Buddha's had a fucking hell of a, oh, hell of a COVID break as well, Is, it, is there Since a your life more didn't get the decadent tube pig, a more <laughs> gluttonous tube pig yeah. than Ty Buddha Graham on the planet? The guy gets Fuck, more he stuffs coned. himself, doesn't he? He's like a fucking olive pip. He's just always inside, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Anyway, uh, good on you, Bud. Um, well played. Chalky Matthews, we just mentioned him before. I thought his, his doco was – it's like it's the perfect Sunday Arvo fodder. You know when you just – there's no sport on. You've, you've, we've we've run out of footy. Massive night in the googs. You've, <laughs> you're a bit battled and you just need someone to put a rocket up here, someone you to show you some light at the end of the like, tunnel. Mate, there's nothing. There's nothing holding you back. Mm. And, uh, you know, a hell of a journey as you, you described it. You know, beautifully before um, seeing him, you know, yet again come back from rock bottom. He, he's just, he, he, you know, for a bloke who's, who's so in control and so aware of, of, of the pitfalls of life, he's been down there a couple of times, man. Um, oh. Not through any fault of his own, but probably just, you know, wanting to get sucked the marrow out of life more than anyone. Mm, yeah, I was there at the Coogee Palace the night he copped a fucking <laughs> schooner in the face. Yeah, that was man. A wild fucking. But, you know, that's the chalk. What was that? Like fucking 60 stitches in the face, man. The schooner in the face is one of the lowest... Dog acts in fucking... Pub fight maneuvers. I mean, they're all pretty rank, but like that (laughs) one is right up there. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Well, give us a couple of others. What what else is a big no-go in in the pub fight fucking bag of dog acts? Uh, I mean, uh, far out. I guess the the pool cue over the back of the head's uh, never a good one. I mean, if you're particularly calculated, you might drop a pool ball into a sock. Oh, and, uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Nico above the law, just uh, fucking start 
clanging people left, right, and centre. I think the first time I ever got knocked out was in a uh, in a bar brawl with an older Maori man mm. in the, the dungeon there at the Bondi Hotel. Who uh, I think I was seventeen. He was probably fucking mm. twenty eight or something, hitting on the, the girl I was with. Uh, yeah, lucky to just get out of that with a concussion and no, uh, you know, permanent brain damage. Uh, Signer. Of mm. or uh, loss of hearing, a la Andy King. Yep. I mean, fuck, that shit's just rank, isn't it? Like the fights that occur over women and all that kind of shit, like that dick swinging bullshit. I can't believe yeah. I bought into it. 17 years old. No, man. let it go. In there, Rilko's fake Let it go, ID. mate. Hey, um, so uh, a big shout out there to Chalky Matthews. Uh, another team of the week on the run on side is Josh Kerr. He's been just. Getting so, mate, so many pits. I don't really want to go into it because it's just I'm getting sick of it. Mm. He's having a hell of a time as well. The He's popping just, up everywhere. The I mean, it is. To the men's with, with all the girls was like, the, the, you know, the young uh, up-and-coming superstars, Kira Pinkinen and um, mm. oh God, some of the pits that were coming out. Kira from that, Pinkinen, are you oh, kidding me? She mate. can pack one Pinkinen. I think that's She's, in. Uh, She's in the team. Oh, She's pa- right there. She's actually vice captain. Yeah, right. After that. Like, how is the read on that one? No, oh, it's wild. I, I love the uh, the the pre pit claim. Mm. It's a seldom seen maneuver to uh, you know stand tall and uh, you know just it's let like walking out the, to the plate and pointing to the fucking top rafters and just smacking it up there, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, Kira pack one pinky Babe Ruth style, or I don't know who used to do that, but you know it's a fucking monster call, and we've seen it backfire many times, Smithy. Mm. I think Damien Hardman's told us uh, during that live ep at Manly that you know he stood up and uh, thought. This is it. This is a way that's going to win me my third world title. <laughs> I just fucking got clipped. Oh, there's nothing right better. The, the stand tall to lip in the face is one of the all-time comical surfing <laughs> maneuvers. It's right up there with the uh, nose of your board going square in your corn. Oh, it's nothing. Nothing more humiliating. You lose sleep over it too. You lie there at night going, oh, you fucking. You, th- you think you, you want to know the triggers for depression. That's that's one of them for mm, sure. Mm. Uh, finally, cones. mate, uh, I've, I've got uh, – Two team captains, two team captains for the uh, Clippity Dudars. The first being uh, Jacob Wilcox. We've spoken about him at length, but a mega clip by default. Check it out. And uh, my number one Clippity Doodah for uh, this episode is the Irish fucking heathen hellman, core lord. Dege- I don't know if he's a degenerate. I, I think he's a degenerate. He has to be a degenerate. Has to be. Connor McGuigan. Connor McGuigan. Connor McGuigan, mate. Connor McGuire, I think his name is. It's good enough. McGuigan, McGuire. Oh, he's that cool. We don't even know his name. He's so Irish. It's McSutton, mate. Oh, what a fucking orb. What about that? Is that the biggest wave ever surfed in Ireland? I mean, we've seen like some pretty fucking meaty cones up there over the years. Joel Fitzgerald in Lips. Oh, on what the about single that? Thing, that thing's fucked up. And then we had uh, Ferg up there, you know, for years. Um, mm. for, if, Fergal Smith, Fergal yes, Smith, Smithy. Yeah. Um, Smithy, yeah. Mad one potato of the, farmer one of the from Smithies. La Hinch. Yeah. And, one um, of the long line of mad Smithies. There's just been so many uh, epic core lords from up that way. But Connor. Tom Lowe, Lyre, some of his mate. efforts at uh, Eileen's, the bomby there, the right. Or, is it Eileen's, that big oh, fucking Oh, Bailey right? getting up there. And oh, you're kidding me. Uh, but uh, Connor's wave, I think, is a new benchmark. It's, it's just fucking just sky high. Like fucking terror, and, and that you know, same swell as the Nazareth carnage. I think so, yeah. And you, and you look at Hurricane the, Epsilon born. It sounds like a fucking um, very Star Trek. I, I was, was going to say it sounds like a um, 
a scanner or a, a, a printer mm. that doesn't work because they mm. fucking when do they ever work? Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, mate, I just I, I was so blown away by that wave. I, I was just thinking, you know, where even where he puts himself on it, he's he's getting rained on by one of the hecticest sh- yeah. shandos in, oh. in a long time. He skirts it, doesn't he? Just pocket rides it and gets blown yeah. out, gets spat all over the back. Righto, Smith, that's team of the week, mate. What a fucking legend. Tell you what, the Irish Swellians, we're coming. We're coming. We're bringing the show up there. We got it. Hey, that's Will's team of the week. Now, Vaughan, surf commentary has its critics. Uh, You know, we've both tried our hand at it. We have. You're a seasoned veteran on the mic. I uh, had a crack. The rival series, and uh, you know you've got the likes of Pops. Oh, hang on, we've done the Burley single fin as well. Oh, That's true. fucking iconic true up true. there. But uh, you almost got uh, bashed by a policeman who didn't, who took umbrage at uh, one of your, your your calls on the beach, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is very rare for me to uh, ever come into any kind of conflict with the establishment, the police establishment, especially Vaughan. Mm. But you know, Pots, Jabbering, Joe Turpel, Pete Mel, uh, it may come as a surprise to you that they are not universally adored. What? Yeah, I know. I love those guys. Grace. Um, so, yeah, I thought, you know, how could this look or sound different? And I've been searching far and wide for inspiration, uh, and I came across this, a South American football commentator calling a piece of mastery from the great Argentinian slumlord powder-huffing soccer core lord kingpin degenerate Diego Maradona. Mm. Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> Yes, iconic, iconic piece of commentary there. I mean, almost as famous as the goal itself, Smithy. Mm, that's right. And uh, so here's well, that kind of South American energy, that uh, Yerba Mate or uh, Bolivian ethwash fueled mania could sound like when applied to surfing. Here we are, born. WSL final stay at Trestles in 2021, and Felipe Toledo is lining one up against none other than White Chocolate. Jordy Smith, he opens up on the fighter, here he comes, a cutback, a little half turn, check turn, another hit, another hit, he's pumping, oh, it's a layback, it's a layback, and he's in the foam, it's two foot, it's two foot, and running, a layback, roundhouse, foam right to finish, are you kidding me? Have you ever seen a man 
I think you're on to something there, Smithy. Yeah, I think it, uh, you know, a bit of a pep up mm. could be in order for the WSL commentators. We'll see if they take a leaf out okay. of uh, our book, Vaughan. Mm. Elo, how key, he keeps his ear to the ground. Don't be surprised if this gets brought up at the next Oval Office meeting, mate. Over and under, Vaughan. Uh, Rumour has it, according to Stab Magazine, all surfers have been banned from the lineup in France, mm. except notably. Those surfers who have some kind of measly endorsement deal with a nut bar company or Quicksilver or Billabong mm. for that matter. But any pro surfer can still surf. Uh, just us measly proletariat punters are confined to watch on as Leo Fioravanti and Joan Daru and the like, Mickey Picon, put up vert Mate, videos. Fran- and France does not have a good history of, of – don't fucking tread on the on the on the working class. Don't no. put the fucking peasants and the and the downtrodden in their place and just feed them fucking cake. All right, this is going to be in badly. Uh, you you mm. start getting the bourgeois, brah, mm. the bourgeois. Mm. Mm. You're putting yourself in a pretty hectic position because heads fucking roll in France, mate. Heads Indeed fucking roll. Indeed, they do, Vaughn. And we don't mean that metaphorically. We mean getting a knife and cutting his fucking head off. So, uh, Mickey Picon, watch your back, pal. <laughs> it could the French be a... Revolution happened, man. Mm. All right? All right? Mm. It happened. Mm. So, I mean, the inventors of the uh, term bourgeois, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's where it comes from, mate. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a real tightrope, the professional surfing elite are walking over there, and uh, let's hope that tightrope doesn't find its way around your neck. Well, how would you feel, Smivy, if you were, uh, you know, uh, look, I know this happens at, at uh, Snapper quite a bit, but, I mean, at least there's the odd chance, there's the off chance you might be able to peck one off the pros out mm. there. Um, but what if you had, you know, your hard worker, all you see is the uh, the elite in uh, magazines and web clips getting coned off their dials all year long while you're fucking on the tools. Mm. Next thing you know, you get down to the beach to, to have a fucking rinse and there's the cops stopping you but letting the fucking boys with the stickers paddle out. Oh, you'd be ropeable. I mean, uh, where would you take it to... Far out. I just don't know. I think I'd go back to my villa and get the stalest baguette I could possibly find and just start <laughs> fucking whacking cunts. The cop would be the first to go. Then it'd be Picon. Then it'd be you, Fear of Annie. I'm coming at you with a stone hold, cold, hard baguette. And, uh, under. Mate, under. I'll tell you, there'd be pro surfer corpses head down in the sand with a baguette sticking out of the yep. corn vaughn yep. to Heads mark on spikes my outside Notre Dame. Just fucking, there they are, Leo fucking... Kanoa will be on there. Oh, Kanoa, he's jumping ship. He's going Mickey from Picon, coast Jeremy to coast. Flores, just, a, just a, a row of heads on spikes, mate. Mm. So a uh, massive under. Huge under. <laughs> French bourgeois brother <laughs> locking out the proletariat from a just a, a little corner in something. Give us uh, one day a week, a couple oh, of days a mate, week. Oh, mate, that's a fucking good one. <laughs> what are they thinking? Fuck, I mean, everyone's going mad with COVID. Let them fucking surf. Let them surf. Mm. Let them eat cake. Mm. Give them their bread and their circus fawn. Uh, Matahai Drolle, part of the Tahitian Drolle surfing dynasty, packs one at Chopes on none other than a hydrofoil mm. vaughn. The much maligned in the eyes of ain't mm. that swells hydrofoil. Oh, I actually saw this and, and feared for uh, surf core. I just thought he. I thought I think you know that the rapid spread of COVID has had nothing on the rapid spread of 
of reptile reptilian behaviour, mm. and uh, this is is right up there. I mean, it's a pretty amazing photo. Don't get me wrong; it's mm. a fucking it's, it's a sensational effort. But uh, do we need it? Do we need it, Smithy? Do we need foils in the fucking cone zone? The most sacred of sacred holy of holies, mm. mate. I just. Let, let us just have one thing, please. Mm. You know, do, do your foiling wherever you must. But can we please just keep the cone free of foil? Mm. The only hydro foil. Are you with me on this? Oh, absolutely. The only hydro foil I want to know that exists is the kind of hydro foil you pick up on Lamrock Avenue from an Israeli backpacker mm. for, you know, 20 to 25 Australian dollars. But well, apart from even, that, I think Even that, that has had its, you know, even that is is, is nothing on, on good old fucking bush buds. No, that's I true. Mean, you, you play with fire sell them a spot the for any kind of hydro foil, hydro flask, mm. I don't know. Hy- just, the word hydro now comes up with all kinds of negative connotations yeah. in my mind, Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, struggle to see any light at the end of this tunnel. Um, but Matahai found the light at the end of the tunnel and smoothly navigated a pit. I mean, in terms of degree of difficulty, I'm giving it a fucking 10 cone pieces out of 10 mm. cone pieces. That mm. was just, I mean, you're kind of pogo sticking. Like barrels are hard to navigate at the best of times. You're trying to stay low and, you know, read the, the contour of the lip and take high lines. This guy's pogo sticking mm. through the pit. <sighs> Bizarre. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like only Matter High could pull it off. He's that. Look, I, I'm with you. I, 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 I give Matter High uh, props for uh, for having the skill to manage that, but I give the whole caper for a huge. <laughs> under. I'm not, I don't. I do not want to see foils in the pit, and uh, I'm not saying that because I don't enjoy fo- foiling. Like I have, I've have given it a crack. <laughs> and, and it gave uh, you a crack in return, didn't it? Crack. Right, a fucking uppercut right in the jaw. But um, yeah, look, mate, I, I, I'm not anti-foil, but just. Surely some places are sacred. Mm. Can we just not keep one place sacred, mm. please? Is nothing sacred born? Mm. Under. What about you? You got an under on that? Oh, young enough to give the precedent an under. <sighs> I'll give Matt Hine over because it was incredibly <sighs> difficult. But, uh, yeah, I just, nah, I just don't really want my fucking head to get cut off by a giant metal keel. Mm-hmm. Is that too much to ask, Vaughn? Sounds fair. Sounds fair to me. Hey, under or over, um, the Encyclopedia of Surf, Matty Warshaw, is doing a fundraiser. So we can uh, not just keep the thing going and pay himself a bit of extra money, but just have this, like, incredible resource sort of expanding into, I don't know, into incorporating a a wider sphere of the surfing world. Mm. I'm backing it. I think it's an over. I'd I'd get on there and, um, I mean, I'd subscribe to it. Mm. I'd chuck in the corner because it's a a valuable resource for me. But... Um, he, he's a master. He does such a great job. There's a, a, a few entries in there that I, I take issue with. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll actually dig them up for the next episode because they make me laugh. But uh, mostly I just think it's a, it's a fucking awesome thing to have, isn't it? Um, you know, if, if you need to really dig deep and find out anything about anything in surfing, it's, it's there. Mm. And uh, hopefully it does become kind of like a, <clears throat> a giant museum slash library of, of every surf film ever made and, and every, you know, uh, board design ever. It's just that, that level of information just keeps our community and the contributions talked about. I like that it, it keeps, you know, uh, you know, people who uh, were there at the very beginning in the frame. Uh, I think we, so we, we can say we just move so quickly now. There's so much content and everything gets swamped. Get in there. Get in there, throw a couple of... Throw a couple of bucks, Warshaw's way, EOS. 
I think, I think it'll be on the homepage, mm. the donate button or whatever. Mm. Massive over. Oh, huge over. Righto, Swellians, that's it for this episode. We've got a very special All Ask Us a Question app coming very soon. And also, also got a YouTube app coming soon with none other than Robbie Page, backed by popular demand. Stay tuned for those ones coming soon. Oh, yes. Kidding me? Kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. 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 You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me? Are 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 you fucking kidding me? You're not fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?